Welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. I'm your host, Diane Emerson. I'm the author of the book, Psychopaths in Our Lives, My Interviews, which is available on paperback and Amazon and ebook through the other platforms. Anyway, this is episode number 60. And I was going to talk, start to talk about the other people around a relationship with a psychopath. And by that, I mean other people, meaning it could be like in the last um, episodes we've been talking about, that psychopath had a mother who enabled behavior. But there's a lot of ways to think about these people. But before I talk about it, I'd like to receive some information from the listeners. And for example, did you have a specific other person in the relationship that had some sort of impact on the way things went and how you dealt with things. So I'd be interested to hear from you first because that other person or other people could be, you know, classmates, um, people that you work with, a family member, somebody who's from the family of the person that you're involved with. So these other people are going to be kind of hard to define, but they're, they're anywhere that had an impact on that relationship as far as you can see. So anyway, so today, uh, we'll set that aside for right now. And today I'd like to start to answer a few emails. Um, I really appreciate all your emails. I do learn a lot from your questions and it helps me get a lot of insight into what you might be thinking about. So for that, I thank you. Okay, let's start off with this first one. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I wish I had learned voices, but anyway, I will start right now reading this. I know that psychopaths lack conscience and empathy, often lacking the the capability to really love, but I'm curious about the dynamics of psychopaths who become mothers. Every mother I know talks about the power of a mother's love or a love more powerful than anything else. Do psychopaths who have children ever feel anything like this? Do they develop motherly instincts of love and protection of their children, like so many non-psychopathic moms do? Thank you. Well, this brings up a really interesting question, but it can come from many angles. Um, The short answer is no. This mother is not going to ever convert to um, knowing normal love. That's not a possibility. If, If I follow your first paragraph, which is, you understand that they lack conscious and empathy. So anyway, so no, they're never going to, um, th- that love is never going to turn them around for the child. Because I think you're referring to people here who have, um, let's say, non-personality disordered issues. And yes, children can do many wonderful things and, you know, negative things. So there's a big toss up there. But no, Definitely having a child will not bring out any love in this person. What it might do is, depending on how sophisticated the psychopath you're talking about, this mother, um, the child could be used to be like a shield to hide the fact that they're a psychopath. And how would I say this might happen? Well, people in general don't rush to think the mother did it or there's something wrong with a mother because everybody has a mother. So when you get to dealing with mother issues and then you put a psychopath in the mix, the child could actually be used as a cover so that then the mother might go undetected from being a psychopath. There's this really weird um, deal that happens and even even the most um, prolific kind of killers will talk about their mothers with fondness. So 
both from the mother and the child standpoint, it's a very complicated situation. Um, the child, if the child is a psychopath, then they could use the mother's love to present themselves as a more of a normal. But I think in specific answer to your question is, is that, um, no, I, there's, there's no way they're going to develop motherly instincts. Um, and like I said, it depends on how sophisticated they are. They may, they may appear to have motherly instincts. That's what we always have to watch out for is, are they really showing these instincts or have they learned what the appearance of these instincts look like? That's pretty much the answer I would go with is that no, sophistication level will depend on how well they can dupe people into believing that they are a mother who loves their child very much. Because the end result is no. Clearly, a no, no go on that deal. Not going to get them any further into the um, discussion as far as how they view the world. Um, it all boils back to how sophisticated they are and <clears throat> what have they used as far as modeling behavior. So anyway, so sorry to say that, no, it's not possible. Um, the only thing that's possible is to give you the appearance that they have these traits. Okay, so anyway, so moving right along, this next one is an interesting one. Um, and I'll just read, I, I don't change people's words around. So I'll read it through and then I'll come back and answer some of the comments that I'd like to make to it. Hi, I'm in this situation right now. I married him a few months ago. He's often easy to set off. He gaslights all the time. He's punitive over everything. Can be loving as long as it's all in his way. He love-bombed me in the beginning. I fell head, fell head over heels. I have two kids, although not mean, is mostly just punitive with. Despite me talking with him about it, I've thought a lot about going, but I bought this house a year ago, April, before we were married, and he loves this house. He calls it his and says, I can go when he's mad, not him. Oh, in other words, what he's saying is that, um, I guess if there's some dispute, he tells her she can go. He's not going to be the one that leaves the house, even though it appears like she purchased the house. So anyway, so continue on here. I truly love him. But it's so up and down. I don't know myself like before. I'm anxious a lot. I know I can't truly change him. He's had tons of relationships before me. Yes, I saw the red flags, but I was vulnerable and believed how much he loved me. I know the kids and I were happier before, but these trauma bonds have me feeling so weak and helpless, like it saps my energy. I know I'll have to go no contact and move, but all the money I have is wrapped in my down payment on the house. He knows my weak spots, and when he sees me getting stronger, he love bombs me again. I know psychopaths don't truly love, but he sure makes me feel loved at those times. Any advice would help. Thank you. Well, let's back up here a second to the beginning part here. <clears throat> yeah. What's interesting is that, um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of ways for abuse, and punitive type verbal abuse is is the same. You know, the only difference is is that one leaves a bruise and the other leaves internal scarring. So, um, as long as he gets his way, see, this gets back to the main issue here is that control is the main issue, 
And sure, he did love bomb you in the beginning, and that's the whole deal. Because think about it this way. If a psychopath walks up to you, and let's say you're in the mood to date them or whatever the situation is, and wants to get your attention and lure you into their trap, what are they going to do? Are they going to walk up and use these controlling methods and stuff from the first time they meet you? Are they going to be punitive with you in the first conversation or the first time they meet your kids? Well, no, of course not, because what they're doing is they're laying a trap for you. So it is good that you can see that this has been a trap, but the issues still remain. Um, So anybody being mean to your kids, you're being a party to um, abuse, And I don't mean to sound in a punitive way, but the facts are the facts. So if we see something and don't say something, particularly when it comes to children, then we are, in fact, participating in the abuse. So I'd like to kind of, you know, I'd like to tell you what I'm really thinking. And that's what I really think when I see that there's two kids involved here is that they need to be protected from the situation. And so just because they're not getting hit, um, if they're having punitive, as this is described, measures, I'm assuming that means verbal issues. That's being a party to child abuse. So I'd really think about that part of it. But let me continue on here a little bit. Um, they're saying that they bought this house a year ago. But here's the thing with control. Um, this guy is saying he believes the house is his now because he's living in it. And that's how they take control. So you can look at it one of one of a couple of ways, what is the value on your peace and your sanity and your relationship with your kids? Um, is there a value you can put on that? So I don't know how much money we're talking here. I know that saving for a home is a really hard struggle and it's a huge accomplishment, especially I really congratulate you with a couple small kids who have made this, but I would think that maybe it might be good to kind of step back when you're, because this this email in general is kind of a compilation of what I hear a lot. So I'm kind of talking in general here. But what, you know, so he wants to control the house and you're worried about the money. And I hear this all the time. There's always money involved in this equation. So how do you put the value on that money? That's the first thing I would ask is that how much did you put down for this house? Um, are you going to have an irreparable life? If things don't work out, I mean, you have to be very, very cautious with dealing with a psychopath because of the control issues. And you also always have to be cautious and for the first time, think about yourself first, okay? For example, um, one of the stories that was recently shared with me was a pretty horrible, well, they're all horrible, but anyway, so... The bottom line was this person had mentioned this, and I'll get into this story in a few episodes, but had mentioned this incident, you know, being robbed and abused by this psychopath. And the first comment they got back was, well, I think you should report him so you can save other people in the future. Well, I think that is a wonderful thought, okay? But keep it as a thought for right now, because what you really want to focus on is what's going to make us safe, In other words, what's going to make a mother and two children safe from a psychopath who's now getting their claws into their house? Um, What do the laws in your state say about this? And how how far are you really going to go to the mat? What's the value here? 
let's say you get them kicked out of the house, but then what happens are incidents of stalking and, you know, you, you say later on, which everybody says that they know that this person knows all their buttons. Well, take advantage of that and take a look at what are those buttons and by identifying them now will really help you down the road in the future. So if, if giving up the house means that you avoid the stalking situation, um, your kids are safer, you're safer, um, then I would say take the money equation out of it and instead think in terms of, is this a safe move to make for me and the children? How will this move make all of us safe? And if you come up empty on the answer, then I would say just spend some time thinking about it. Just be quiet for a while. I think your heart knows what the answer is. Uh, it's kind of like when people go to a private investigator when they know that their spouse is cheating. And 99.9% .9 of them are going because they just want that confirmation. I mean, they know that that's what it is. So what I'm asking you here, if you get involved in a relationship, which happens, I hear from all the time, and there's money involved, really stop and think about, um, you know, is this all the money that you're ever going to have? And how much is your sanity worth? Is is it worth it to have this person clinging on to you in your life with this thread being the house? I mean, really, you know, consider yourself lucky that you didn't have children with this person. So um, that would be something I'd be really thinking about is making sure that I didn't while all this thing is getting sorted out. So that's kind of my roundabout answer to you is I always hear about the money deal. And it's always about the money. But what about your safety? Your sanity and your safety. And also remember that you're making these decisions, which are life-changing decisions, with a whirl of severe PTSD going on. So with all of that said, you're not in the best position to be making some life-altering changes. So I would take a look at what needs to be done and then break it down into some baby steps. And if you could just pull yourself away from that money deal and instead replace money with what will make us the safest route, not which route will we walk out with the most money because we're going to get this acquisition back. Think of it in terms of how do we get our walking shoes on? How do we keep them on? And how do we not make it about money, but make it about safety? So anyhow, um, I'd like to wrap this up. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on um, any extra people in the life with you and a psychopath. And this isn't a call to um, round up suspects. It's, a just, it's just a matter of interest to me is who are these people that are around when people are getting abused by these psychopaths? So it'll be a good place for us to explore further. I did put some new links down below. Um, there's a, I put some links last week down there as far as... Um, vitamin D and depression. And also in that information, there's some um, information about magnesium because in order for that to work, you need the D, the magnesium and the calcium. But anyway, so um, there's a, people are comparing which magnesium do you take? And I put some recommendations down there to take a look at. And magnesium is a really interesting new supplement because if an ambulance pulled up at your curb because god forbid you're having some sort of heart failure or something you do know that the very first thing that they would do when they pull up that crash cart is that they would give you a big huge infusion of magnesium 
Which is interesting because then the knowledge of the medical community kind of gets left from there forward. So doctors don't really know how to look for deficiencies in magnesium and whatnot. But you can start with the D as far as the depression and try to move some of the things off of your plate. So anyway, so I updated the links and I really appreciate any help and support for the show. And be safe out there and I'll look forward to chatting with you next week. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.